You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. It was another rotten, slow, dreary night behind the bar. I was still hungover, as usual. And time was crawling by slower than a slug stuck in hot tar. The door swung open, and I grimaced at the thought of putting on the act for some poor schmo looking to drown his own sorrows in this stinking joint. That's when I looked up and saw her. She had a look in her eyes that told me her dirty blonde hair wasn't the dirtiest thing about her. She asked if I made a good Tom Collins, so I rolled my eyes and exhaled deeply before sliding her a shot of warm gin and a dented can of 7-Up. She winked and smiled and said, Never mind, Slick, give me a big shot of that wild turkey you got behind there and tell me a funny story. Pour one for yourself, too. I don't want to drink alone tonight. She brought those smoky gray eyes up and locked them on mine, and I knew I didn't stand a chance. I wasn't sure my liver could take another six-week bender with this crazy dame, but after she worked me over in the beer cooler that night, I said to hell with it. Let's ride this train to the last stop, baby. It was just another in a never-ending series of tales from the bar side. Welcome, everybody, to another episode <laughs> of Tales on the Bar Side. We got an intro going tonight. Uh, we had so much fun last week with the Angry Bartender. We had to bring the bunny back, man. Welcome back, Angry Bartender. Happy to be back. It sounds like uh, somebody kicked you in the bunny nuts since last time we yeah, saw you. You got extra healing. Oh. <laughs> it sounds good, though. Uh, as always, my lovely co host, Lauren, is with us as well. Hello, yeah. Lauren. <laughs> uh so yeah we had a great time i think we we got to know each other we became pals we became drinking buddies you know that's what bartenders do we go out to the yep. bar and we bitch about work and we have a few drinks together and then all of a sudden we're friends and the next thing you know it's like we're gonna let's do this again next week that was kind of fun <laughs> <laughs> um so that being said uh we're just gonna tell some stories tonight we got a couple of questions for you but not too much of the uh you know digging to get to know we feel like we know you angry bartender we feel like uh we're good pals now we can just Shoot the shit and talk about some cool things that have happened at your bar. Fun stories, things like that. You know what? Something struck me today because there was a meme that I saw about. Uh, do you know what? Do you know that B A R stands for beer and alcohol room? And everybody rolls their eyes and they're like, "Oh my god, no, it doesn't." It's like we've been over this a million times, people. It doesn't. It stands for bar, like Latin, like barrier. Like you're the customer and I'm the server, and so there's a barrier in between us. And it got me thinking about when you work at a place that has like a bad opening in the bar or, you know, like the spot for the bartenders to come behind or the bar backs to come behind is a little close to where the customers are. Somebody terribly cut magical line and invades your space a little bit and how you deal with them. I know that's happened to you guys before. Somebody <laughs> comes behind the bar or even just takes a step behind the bar and you're like, yeah, grab it, bottles and stuff. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a coworker that screamed "Stranger Danger" and then stopped her off the road. Which it was an interesting way to play it. You, you want me to go back to regular voice? <laughs> I just like love how like high pitched it is. It's so good. <laughs> the helium voice is perfect. Um, yeah, I've definitely been there. I've had some people do some stupid shit, try and get behind the bar. 
you know, walk. There's like this at one of the bars I worked at. There's like a completely different room in front of like the place where you go into the bar, like to get right. behind the bar. <laughs> and it's like, how are you getting back here? Like <laughs> you didn't know that you were going like the wrong way. I don't know. It's just stupid that people think that they can do that. <laughs> Sometimes I'll chalk it up to just somebody being dumb, somebody being an idiot. They don't know better. Whatever. Yeah, like that's happening where it's like, hey, you can't be back here. Really? What? What? <laughs> what? Where, where are you going? Where like you're just allowed to walk behind the bar? Right. I, I don't know a place where you could just get behind the bar. Like, I mean, you know, I, I never went behind the counter at McDonald's Right. I'm not trying to come back behind somebody else's bar or, you know, when somebody thinks that usually bartenders, you know, fellow bartenders know the rule, but you know, sometimes people think, you know, they get a few drinks in them. They're hanging out at a neighborhood bar. And they're like, it's my buddy back there. I'm like, dude, uh, like, unless I tell you to come back here for something, please don't, you know, don't, don't make this awkward for all of us, please. I mean, like, some places I've worked, it's, it's more scary for them because if one of my security sees it, then... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're gonna all of a sudden you're in a headlock and getting yanked <laughs> out the door and an arm twisted behind your back. You're all screwed up. I remember at my cousin Christine's, like, I think it was her bachelorette party or something. Like, we were all going around bar hopping. We're getting wasted. And I was like, I'm a bartender. Let me do, like... Let me bartend for my people. And they let me. And I don't remember yeah. doing that. Like, I was exactly. that drunk. So I was like, you just let me come behind the bar and make shots for my people. Like, okay. Are you going to do a shot? I think it's it shot time. Happen. Yeah. Angry, <laughs> angry uh, bartender says it's shot time. So I'm done. Oh, it's shot time? All right. Hold up. All right. Well, you've got a shot ninja feeding you shots. So I just yeah, can't prepare. I got, I got myself ready. Uh, drink, drinking out of crystal skulls, I see. That's all I have right now. The blood of your enemies. So I think that we should open it up to people. If you guys have a question for the angry bartender, leave a comment and I will be reading through them and we will ask him for you. Absolutely. Let us know. Oh, man. Mm. So, are you guys uh, any closer to work? I don't think so. I don't think that I'm going to be going to work for a while. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> they just announced today that uh, in, up in the UP and the, the northern parts of Michigan, they're going to open up with limited capacity slowly, but surely. I think it's so at 50%. Hopefully around the corner in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, the only thing that's going to make me feel really safe is if the numbers just like completely flatten out and go way down. You know, yeah. like kill, squash the numbers and then we can open up and everybody can feel safe about it until then. It's just going to keep on, you know, extending and extending, and extending. Right. I don't think anybody wants to see that, obviously. Um, well, and I guess so. I mean, there, there's a good question. So, I mean, just based on, you know, some of the things that I've seen from uh, like I've got, you know, friends that are in Wisconsin or wherever else, like bars that are opening up. And I've seen these like these pictures that they've taken where basically you have to be Tim the Toolman Taylor uh, if you're a bar owner right now because you have to figure out how to build and put together, you know, these plexiglass shields around the bar and that kind of stuff. And and so I, I guess like what 
like I almost feel like it's it's sort of an unfair advantage to larger establishments as opposed to like your smaller neighborhood bars and that kind of stuff because dude like like whiskey in the jar temple bar those kind of places are they really going to be able to like build you know those kind of structures to enclose their bar when you know 90% of it is like there's usually five people sitting there at the bar bullshitting with the bartender and like that's the whole appeal of going there like that i don't you know i mean your bennigan's your applebee's whatever the hell you know your chain here you know okay great corporate's throwing money at them and probably sending shit out and all that kind of crap um i I guess like what like how do you see the reopening process actually working for different kinds of bars I see a really big rift between bars that are trying to take it seriously. Um, I actually got a picture today from a bar in Maryland that put people in like basically an inner tube with wheels. And it looked like it looked like a yeah. baby walker. And like that was like that was your distance. And I see bars that are like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, Literally you know, packed. Yeah, yeah. Like today, I know I posted uh, a question from somebody where it was like something along the lines of, I feel like my owners don't actually care about the customers or us. They right. just want to be open and they're not following any of the regulations on anything. Yeah. But like, you know, and then there were comments inside also where it was like, uh, we had the cops called on us like five times and... Every time the cops were like, no, they're doing everything properly. This is the proper good. So, like, I think perception is a lot of it also, though. Yeah. Like, people, like, people think people need to be further, if that makes sense, further apart. Depending on what your state's you know, bylaw or guidelines yeah, it's, are. It's going to be a lot of perception versus reality, I'm sure. I work at we don't even have straws or anything so i'm touching like glasses and and beer bottles and like how are you supposed to keep the sanit like everything being sanitized constantly if you work at like a nightclub or something you know people half my job is basically reading lips because i can't hear anything can you imagine being a high volume bartender in a place like that with guidelines that say hey you have to wash your hands for 20 seconds between each each serve yeah, that would be insane. The, the whole point of that nightclub is moot. Then. Nobody's going to go out to that. The whole point of it is speed. You know, get them out fast. Get them drunk mm-hmm. real quick. Everybody wants a drink. You know, 500 people all screaming for they're thirsty at the same time. Just, <laughs> Basically, just... bottle service for everyone. That's that's what that's. <laughs> <laughs> you serve yourself, actually. <laughs> I mean, like, we're, we're using gloves, and gloves don't work. Like, they don't. Because you have to use them after every time you touch a stick. Every time you touch a surface, they need to be changed. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's unrealistic. <clears throat> and, like, we touch. So, like, if you're making one drink, even with a plastic cup, like, I touch the cup. Okay, you know, that's fine. I get the ice, put the cup down. Now, before I grab another, before I grab a bottle, I need to actually change gloves if I'm going to do it properly. Right. Now, yeah. I grab that, change the glove, grab the bottle, pour the drink, put the bottle down. Maybe I need to change that glove again before I grab another drink for another <laughs> bottle. So with my left hand now, that I haven't touched anything with, I guess I can grab the drink gun. Actually, no, I scoop ice with the left hand. 
now we've changed my glove again. Now I hit it with the hit it with the soda gun and change the glove again. Uh, you know, do I have to grab you a garnish? Do we are we using tongs? Are they are they speared? And then I've got to get it. I'm gonna change the glove again and go to you. So a Long Island uh, will now cost $37 just to accommodate for glove costs, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I've gone through entire, like, each night a box. Like, just myself. Mm, well, I would well. assume that they would not have, like, garnish happening. So then it kind of brings up another question. What would happen to, you know, places that do, like, craft cocktailing, where a lot of times the garnish is part of the cocktail? <laughs> You know. If you're a mixologist. <laughs> at that point, like, okay, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. At that point, you have one person just cutting, I guess, and they have to handle everything. They have to cut everything, change gloves, move them, maybe, speak, you know, maybe if you do just two seconds. I, like, I don't know. Like, this is just, this is crazy. Yeah. It's really weird. I don't even know what to expect really going back. Yeah, bars, um, especially nightclubs, aren't set up for Yeah, absolutely. No. And like, how are you supposed to be it's six meant- feet away from someone? <laughs> it's a, the whole point of going out to a bar is to mingle and interact and be close to people and be yelling at people. And everybody just kind of takes it for granted that like, yeah, the bartender's going to wash his hands 50 times that night, but not in between every single customer and blah, 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 blah. So it's, you know, uh, it's just alcohol. Who cares? This is... This is adding a whole new wrinkle to, to everything. It's like, right? do you really want to go out to the bar? Or do you really want to go out to, to work if it could cost you your life? Like, is it worth that? I don't know. You know, like, and then, you know, is it so much surface contact as it is airborne contact? Does it really matter if you're wearing gloves and changing all the time? If somebody coughs over there and you get it anyways, like, who knows? Which is, we still don't even know, like. So I'm saying I'm I'm excited that think places are starting to open back up like they feel like they can, but I'm just I'm just hopeful that like the numbers keep going down instead of like this makes them spike. Yeah, definitely. Fingers crossed um, for everybody out there. So one of our viewers, Amy, wants to know: Would we rather be at work or have them wait longer to open? So and and so, I for me personally like as much as I want to go back to work because I do miss bartending and I miss, you know, seeing all my regulars and hanging out and loud music and all that stuff. I love what I do. Um, I don't necessarily feel completely safe going back to work yet. So I personally would prefer not to, I don't think there's a safe way for yeah, like, same clubs and stuff to open. Same. Have a, I have a bar job uh, once they open back up. Yeah. No, my right. owner called me up and, you know, I, I told him, I was like, ah, I think it's too early and I don't feel, you know, I've got another job. I went and got another job. I've had other jobs and stuff like that. So I was able to to keep working. I'm like, I, I'm not really in any hurry to go working back with the public, but I know that if I wanted to, I could. So right. he hasn't opened up yet. Obviously we can. I have to kind of wait until we get the go ahead and then see. But, um, you know, we got some good news in, in Detroit yesterday. There was zero coronavirus deaths. Uh, in Detroit. I don't know if that's the whole Metro Detroit area or all of Michigan or anything like that. They just said Detroit, but I'm like, that was a hot spot. You know, those, that, so that's just the that's, city. That's good news. Yeah, that's that's right. just the city. The, just the city yep. of Detroit? It's still good news. You know, oh, it absolutely like, is. Those are my people. Like, Hopeful. I love Detroit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm back at work, and uh, it's different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Would Hold you on. have preferred that they waited or are you yes. like, okay, do you feel comfortable going to work? Uh, I would prefer they waited. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you're stuck with, it's like, well, you just don't have to go to work. I'm like, well, you, it's not that simple. <laughs> it's not right. as simple as like, I'm just not going to go to work. Cause then it's like, well, I didn't get a job because I was trying to wait this out and I was on unemployment. And here, if you don't go back to work, you don't get the unemployment. Right. So right. It's, you know, and now it's, well, everyone else has found jobs. It's not like I can just go find another job. And I definitely can't get a job that pays me, that pays me what, what I'm making right now. Like, right. like right. people, people have wanted to go to bars and for the most part are tipping really well. Like they miss being at bars. Plus a lot of people have been on unemployment and with the extra $600 a week are getting way more money than they would have got anyway. you've experienced from going back like especially being an angry bartender like how yeah. angry have you had to get <laughs> I've been pretty fucking angry I, uh, I'm, really <laughs> disgusted, I'm really disgusted with people everyone yeah. has seemed to be in the mindset of uh, oh, we're back open so we have to make up for all the missed public drinking we've had the last couple weeks and then on top of it People have, like, been, I haven't got a bunch of demanding, but man, when I got garbage people, I got garbage people, uh, we had to stop a sexual assault the other night, that's the worst oh thing God. I've ever dealt with, that's the worst thing I've ever dealt with in my entire life, um, people have really shown their, their, their real fucking colors during this, uh, during this whole quarantine, and, yeah, like, like, yeah, it's it's mentally taxing in so many ways because you've got like a business owner who's been missing income for you know two months. You've been missing income, and you guys want to reopen and you want to do it safely. And then there's people like you want to you want to be able to wait on people and you want to be able to like make them happy. But the people, man, like man, like fucking this, like it, it was basically a week for me, like like exactly a week. Fuck everybody. <laughs> I've never, like, like, I don't think I was sober from that incident until probably at some point last night. Where, like, I was just like, alright, I'm like, I need to stop cramming caffeine and alcohol into my body in ridiculous fucking amounts. Because <laughs> I don't think I've slept in a week and this isn't good. Um, so we have somebody that wants to know, um, what is your favorite drink to serve? I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. Am I trying to like show off or I want to serve you a shot? <laughs> I want right. to serve you a shot at Jameson. <laughs> and even though I'm drinking tequila tonight, I would like you to do one with me. But, you know. Okay, so um, do you... Do you, so you said, like, if you're doing like a, let's just do it this way. Like, if you're doing a shot and a beer, what would you serve? How about that? I don't have that crap. Like, you know, I, you know, Jameson, whatever, like, what's your favorite thing to make? 
Jameson. There you go, Jameson. <laughs> it's always a good answer. I'm here for a good time. I'm here for a junk time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, well, no, and on the on the people acting like, like jerks, though, on the people acting like just total scumbags out there, you're always going to have that that percentage of people that don't know how, how to handle their booze. And they and they can treat the place like garbage. They can treat people like garbage. They can just go off and do whatever. You know, I don't I don't know what the mentality is that gets people like that. But some people are just like that when they get drunk. Me, I'm I'm one of two ways. I'm either like a, a maniac and trying to like hurt myself or make an idiot out of myself, or telling everybody that I love them. You know, like I love you guys so much. Now, do you do flair <laughs> at all, Remy? Um. I had somebody teach me how to do flair years ago. And so like, I know a couple of things, but not good enough to do it. And if you don't know it good enough to do it, don't do it. That's always been my thing. Like I learned a few yeah. things and I was good when I was in practice, but I wasn't great at it. And it's like, what's the point in doing it? If you can't be great at it, you know, like it just looks silly. I worked <laughs> for like a, a, a man who had like a huge flair bartending background and was yep. like, d- like did competitive flair and everything. Mm-hmm. So all of us, when we worked for him, we were all like trying to learn flair to like imp- impress him. And he would straight up just say like, if you can't do something 50 times in a row, you're not doing it behind my bar. Like yep. without screwing up, you're not doing it behind my bar. He wouldn't even like let us show him unless it was like empty, you know, like nobody could be in there. <laughs> It looks dumb unless you've got a whole routine and you make it look really slick. And sure. Some people are really impressive at it. And I'm like, that's that's great, man. That's that's really cool. I can't do that side now. Yeah, 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 it's like a carnival court in Vegas. I can just go watch them for hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I can't do any of that. I can, I, can, <laughs> I, can pull, I, can pull, I can pull with like six tens. That's about it. Yeah. I know like some working flair, you know, like just a, a couple of things that people have shown me that I've like honed in on and made sure I'm like, I can do it every time, but it's like yeah. very limited and it's not that cool. <laughs> Stay, like, like, I'll, I'll grab a, I'll grab an empty beer bottle in front of somebody and flip it backwards and then catch it back over my head, you know? And it's like, it looks cool. It's easy. I catch it every time I toss it in the bin with the empties. We're good to go. And you know, that's good, Man, but yeah, it's total work. You don't catch it, it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can do you a very sloppy waterfall. Yeah, right. <laughs> it goes everywhere, but I, I can still do it. <laughs> I do love that, though, like going to places and seeing bartenders that just like really enjoy doing what they do and like smiling and laughing and having a great time behind the bar, especially when you go to those places that have like a little bit of a shtick that they have, you know, that's cool, but it's not like, I can't go every single week and see it. You know what I mean? Like come in every once in a while, little, yeah. little vacation. <laughs> well, and it has to be entertaining, you know, right. I, yeah. I, I, I love a bartender that that's filled with a million jokes. You know, you said, and he's just like cracking jokes left and right and making fun of customers that he knows and stuff like that. Or she, right. sorry. Um, you know, those kind of places are great. But yeah, if you've got some kind of uh, entertainment shtick going on, great. Love it. Fun. I was trying to be a bit of a smart ass, you know, give people give people smart answers and stuff like that, but <laughs> all in jest. Yeah, kind of the same, and then people take it the wrong way. Yeah, right. it's like, you know, sometimes if you do something, it's like, 
it works 90% of the time. And then you have that one person that you do it and you like super offend them or, you know, they just think that you're the worst ever. And that's always shitty. I feel bad afterwards. I'm like, Ooh, didn't mean to do that. Oh, yeah. And then I get I've over been, it. That's <laughs> uh, like, it's like Brad Pitt and Inglorious Bastards. Like, nah, more like chewed out. I've been chewed out before. <laughs> no big deal. You know? <laughs> like I'm not going to get fired. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna get me fired. I highly doubt it. <laughs> That's not even the worst thing I said to somebody today. Come on, lady. Right, exactly. <laughs> Act like I punched your baby in front of you. Come on, like relax <laughs> a little bit, Karen. Oh, not that big of a deal. I love when they get offended. I love when ladies get offended. It's usually women, like middle-aged women, get offended if you swear. And I'm like, this is a bar. This is a this is an alcoholic establishment. If you don't want to hear a little bit of sailor talk, then I don't know. Take your fucking ears somewhere else. Like I'm a bartender. Like this is how I talk. Yeah, I say fuck a lot, and I'm like, I, like I hate, like I'm just like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have said that in front of a person. I don't know, because you never know which way it's gonna roll. Right. Got, yeah, you don't know. I've got one coworker that, like, one day we did a shot, and then one of us grabbed the other inappropriately, and this lady in front of us goes, "You have HR?" And they're like, "Yeah, call that bar phone." And whichever one of us picks up, we got. Oh yeah. Oh and man. I, and I was like, "Shit, is she serious?" Or was she like, right. laughing along with us? I can't really tell because it's the Botox, so she was kind of serious. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't want to be sexually harassed, don't work at a bar because that's like a common thing. Like, whether it's from the customers or if it's like playful from like the people you work with, but it's like, you know, I've had a lot of people grab at me and stuff when I'm weaving in and out of, you know, the, the bar and everything. It's like, come, I, you know, I kind of just blow it off unless, unless it's a customer. And then I'm like, yo, fuck you. Don't touch me. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but some people will think like because I'm playful with the people behind the bar or whatever they'll see that and then when I come out from in front of the bar they're like oh she's like playful like that and it's like no I am not yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's like they were talking about fucking your mom so I can't like no because they're actually fucking my mom and then everyone's like wait what and I'm like yeah I just made that fucking joke <laughs> I'm telling you I'll- a well-placed F-bomb at the right time can really, like, lighten the mood, though. You oh, know? yeah. Just, it's, some customers appreciate it, some don't. You know, like, oh, sure, I'll, I'll be right back with that. And then come back, like, hey, I got you your fucking ranch. Now you can enjoy your fucking burger or whatever. Yeah. Are you happy now? And some people mm. appreciate that kind of humor, and some people are like, well, what's with all the swearing? Like, I don't know. Just, you know, if you do this for 20 years, it makes you fucking crazy. I've definitely had people do that before, like be like, you shouldn't be swearing or whatever. I'm like, we're in a nightclub. It's like literally 21 and up to get in here. I'm not swearing in front of children. I'm not like, you know, come on. Sorry about your sensitive. You're an adult to come in here. Right? I had someone send in a story forever ago and they were like, you know, like two people came in, like a guy and a girl, and he's like, how you guys doing? And they got really offended by the term guys. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. God. Like, is this the world yeah, yeah. You're taking it a little bit too seriously. Now, it, in the service industry, I learned that a long time ago, working at a, like, a nicer place. I was waiting tables, and somebody said, 
you need to get out of the habit of calling all of your tables guys because there's ladies there's just say hey folks how's everyone doing tonight you know and it's it's good for your tips because some people hear that and they are a little bit like tweaked by it most people won't say anything about it but if you just call everybody guys across the board i get it it's just a habit kind of thing but it's one of those once you're in the industry and somebody kind of corrects you on it you pick it up you know it's like yeah See, I, I, went, I would go with folks, and I had a friend go like, oh, my God, I've never heard that before. Like, that's worse. I'm like, how is folks like <laughs> Right. Yeah. Hey, how are you fuckers doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> folks yourself. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. You know, yeah, no, I actually had a moment but... where I used to, I had, like, a bunch of, you know, we would have, like, ladies night. So a lot of times, especially in the nightclub that I worked at at the time, it was, like, huge groups of girls and there'd be like some guys scattered about right so um you know they'd all be ordering all these shots i would have all the bachelorette parties i would have all of like the 21st birthday parties whatever and then a group of guys would come up and i'd be like hey ladies and like instantly just like i'm just gonna, <laughs> all of that. I'm just gonna say <laughs> hey ladies to all the guys <laughs> i've been Rolling dealing with I've been dealing with women all night. Like, what do you broads want? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the shopper come back to ask is like, hold on, learned. <laughs> <clears throat> I just can't help it. Sometimes I get in the habit of saying ladies, and then, you know, you have people, it's like, I shouldn't be saying guys or ladies. I should be saying, you know, folks, gang, whatever. Hey, gang. <laughs> You have uh, someone that's watching on the podcast Detroit page just said, I'm just from now on, um, I'm going with, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Tiger yeah. King. Yeah, that's yeah. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Every time a group walks up, I'm going to say that from here on out. For you, <laughs> podcast listener. <laughs> I don't think you can say that. <laughs> things I do, I shouldn't do, and I still do. I haven't died yet. I'm angry. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> what do you do? You get me chewed out? I've been chewed out before. Yeah. Okay, so we actually have someone who asked, dive bar hole in the wall or high-paced nightclub do you prefer to pour at? High-paced nightclub as long as the money is consistent year-round. Absolutely. Yes. 100 percent. Yeah, if you are in a non-seasonal setting. Right. 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Okay, so why gotta, do you choose that? <clears throat> I want to hear what your idea of that is. Because generally at a dive bar, you're doing everything. You are the bouncer, you're probably the manager on duty, you're gonna run your own food, you're gonna take your own trash, you're doing a million things, but you probably have a support staff at a nightclub for. So Physically, yep. even though you might not be making drinks at the same pace as a nightclub, it's almost at times worse. Because once you make 2,000 drinks in a night, that's fine. But the process of like flipping chairs, moving tables, this and that, it's almost physically worse. Mentally, at a hole in the wall, you have to make everyone think you like them, even if you hate them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. Now you're fucking with me mentally and physically. Plus, Again, as long as it's consistent year-round, I have had I have had way more bang for my buck at a nightclub. 
But again, the money has to stay consistent because <clears throat> I've worked at a nightclub where it was great money at first and then slowly went down, 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 down. And you're like, I'm listening to fucking Drake all night for this? No, I'm sorry. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't yeah. stand it. Like, at least at least at a hole-in-the-wall dive bar, somebody's playing good music on the jukebox. There's a fun more. There's a much more fun atmosphere, more my style of people. I'm not just like, hey, let's make 700 vodka sodas tonight, you know, with a couple of vodka cranberries thrown in. We're all good. It's it's great. Like, both can be awesome. Both can be lucrative. I'll put up with a lot of shit at both of them. But what it comes down to is the money. Is the money really good at one or the other? There you go. You know, I also want to say, too, is like, I, I happen to prefer nightclubs as well. It might be because I work primarily my entire bartending career in nightclubs, but you usually generally only work, you know, like, let's say Friday, Saturday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you only have like those like money making nights and you'll be in there for, you know, five working hours, one hour setup, one hour breakdown. So you're there like less time and you make really good money being there as long as the money is consistent, like you said. So you make a lot of uh, really good money being there, but it takes a special kind of person to bartend in a nightclub, being really fast, uh, knowing a lot of, having a lot of knowledge of being behind the bar, but also just being like really consistent, consistent on your pours. Usually you don't have a perfect pour system there. So you're free pouring, making sure that every drink is coming out that way. And you still do have to have somewhat of a personality. You can't just be like, here's a drink and go. You know, people have to still be able to like in that split second of them being at your bar, connect with you and be able to be like, oh, yeah, we go to this bartender and that's why, you know. So I like working in a nightclub, too. But you can still make a fuck ton of money in a hole in the wall. Yep. It's just a lot more work. Yeah, it seems like the hole in the walls. You got to start at five and go until two. You know, and yeah. I'm like, dude, my back yeah. is my back is killing me. I'm getting old. Like, and then work from nine to two. Yeah, yeah, more physical, more time on your feet, more labor. I'm like, I, you know, no, I want to sit down. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Old man, yeah. Remy. But when you're working at like a nightclub and stuff, you're running. Like usually for a solid at least three hours, you know, you might be slow at the very beginning and then it kind of dies out at the very end, but at least three hours you're running back and forth. And it's like, you're doing, you're getting your workout for the day. You know, you get your steps in for sure. But it depends on how it's set up too, because the one that I worked at, you were going back and forth and like, a 10 foot window and that was it because somebody right. so else if you have like a satellite you know, bar where it's like a single person there. capacity so you'd have to run a little bit mm-hmm. yeah then yeah. like i understand yeah, that where it's like was, you're kind of there's a lot spot. of movement yeah, yeah. well you're exactly. still turning around and getting, well. getting stuff and you know yeah you've got everything going and and like you said too it's like having a bar back is like night and day difference when it comes to like cleanup and while you're like bartending, it's like, you know, you have somebody that's helping you out and kind of like grabbing stuff for you. I would get, if I was like bartending a night by myself and I actually did like pop off and it would be fucking slammed for a minute, I would be like, bar back, you're allowed to serve beers, beers only. You can't serve liquor, but if you want to pop open beers, I'll ring them in for you. You know, like 
So, let's keep it going. Let's get some money. Yeah, in just here, gotta right? keep yeah. it, keep it turning. You're just getting beers. All right, grab them the five beers. I'll charge them. You know, like oh yeah, we used to we used to have one that we'd be like, hey, pour pictures of beer, a Bud Light, because they were only gonna sit for like three minutes. Right. Yeah. Everyone's gonna buy one. I'm like, just when you see I just want a lineup of them. Right. Like when you see me serve one, just keep one. Like just let yeah. it go. But. It's just, again, it depends. Like, but also, like, I feel like at a, at a, at a high volume bar, it sucks if you get paired with people and they're going to sometimes try to put strong with weak. Where it's like, hey, this is my section, this is your section, and we're all going to work this side, you know, our own side. And next thing you know, you're working a side and a half over here, yeah. a portion of there. Mm-hmm. And then the person behind you has theirs, and these two have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Um, our friends at Drunken Confessions want to know, do you prefer a live band or a DJ when bartending, when at a bar in general? I feel like the sound level is more controlled when it's a DJ. Yeah, for sure. Um, besides that, I don't really have a preference, but I do feel DJs are a little less about who can make the biggest bang sound-wise. Right. So I, I guess I'm going to go DJ on that. I agree with you on that. I prefer DJ. Same thing. Kind of like if you if you have the level, you know, it's all level. I know that I have to scream the entire time or I know that I can. And I also really hate that, like, with live bands and stuff, there's kind of, like, lulls. There's, yeah. like, you know, like, a, a point when they're, like, breaking everything down or they're taking a break really quick. So now we have to put quickly put on an iPad or iPod, whatever the fuck they're called. and you know, that I, I think that kind of like breaks up the flow of my bar. And I also feel like with the DJs, most of them with technology now can kind of find the song someone wants to hear. We're like, bands just don't know how to always play it or, you know. Right. Can't really make requests to bands. Sometimes you can. Sometimes not you can, but yeah. So I've worked a few festivals <clears throat> where like a band is playing and it's not like a huge well-known act or anything like that but people are like they're drinking they're at an outdoor festival they're having fun they're gonna watch the band right the cool thing about a band is when they take those lulls that's when everybody crushes the bar and so you know when it's coming like people are mingling around they're getting drinks they're watching the band whatever but when there's that break and they put on the ipads then everybody's hitting the bar and then you're like super busy real quick you crank them all out and then the band starts back up again and you kind of like ease back in. And I do yeah, like you that kind of have like, shift the pace, you know? There's like that little, it's waves. They don't, it's not everyone yep. cramming your bar at once the entire time. It's kind of just like little waves of people coming. Right. Yep. So I guess that's nice too, is like being able to know like, okay, we're about to get slammed for a minute. We're going to pump out a bunch of drinks and then we can go back to kind of like being at like a normal pace, you know? Also, with, with the band, sometimes I feel like with a DJ, it's generally people know what they're getting into with the DJ. Sometimes with the band, you end up with like, you know, with the, with the music snobs, and it's just like, now these guys' style doesn't suit me, so uh, I'm going to go elsewhere. You know, or like, it, like, I feel there's, there just seem to be more hiccups when a band isn't like, you know, more, that kind of thing. The crowd, bands have crowds that travel with them. At 
Now you can. <laughs> I was just gonna say that, like, with a band and a DJ, I think one thing they might have in common for a bartender is that, like, having to deal with them and like, I'm part of the band or I'm the DJ and I need all these drinks for free or I need all these bottles for free. And it's like, as a bartender, you're standing there going like, no one told me this. I don't know. And you're like, should I stop what I'm doing and run over and ask someone or just hand them this bottle? Like, (laughs) see, again, just personal experience, I feel like I dealt with that worse with bands. Right. Where the bands feel like the the place owes them something and they're... right. <clears throat> a little full of themselves. Well, they might yeah. even have a rider. They might even have something saying that they do get that stuff. But at, as the bartender, you don't always get all of the information, you know, right. or like you might get the information and then there's something that was talked about after that and it never got back to you. And it's like, okay, we're giving you another bottle and I didn't know, or, you know, you get another bucket of beer and I didn't know. So it's like, you have to make a split second decision sometimes like in lieu of a manager and hopefully you're making the right decision. (laughs) Well, like, I think a lot of that, too, becomes with the DJ, generally, you're dealing with the DJ. With the band, there's, like, four guys in the band, five guys in the band, a sound guy, sometimes a manager, like, or like their girlfriends are there too in their booth and they're supposed to be getting all their shots for free or they're getting a bottle of champagne or something. You're like, I don't, (laughs) at some point you just kind of lose track of like who's part, who's with the band and what's going on or who's with the DJ. And you're just like, I hope I'm doing the right, I'm going to write it down and hopefully (laughs) we get our money for it. Here's what, (laughs) here's what I gave out. You guys decide who pays for what. You figure that out. <clears throat> I've had to do that a couple of times, you know. For sure. Oh, friends of the owner, friends of the owner. All these people, all these people are with me. Well, who's all these people? Like, is there eight of them? Is there six? I don't know, you know. Or if you've seen <laughs> them specific. before with the owner, and you're like, you actually yeah. are friends with the owner. I don't know what to do now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're not lying. And then try working at a nightclub that's got five different owners, you know. Right. So. You know, it's like they're all bringing their friends around. You're like, I can't keep, I don't even know all the owners' names, let alone all their friends' names. Exactly. I worked at a place with like seven owners. I only met two. Right. No, usually, I think that's a common thing, though, because there's a lot of like silent partners. Yeah. Like they don't really do anything. They're just kind of like sitting back and collecting their money. And then they have like two or three of them that are like actually doing the things one of them is like a general manager and then the other one is like a talent buyer or like whatever that might be one of them's you know? job is just to annoy the employees literally you know, to just watch everything you're doing <laughs> yeah. and comment on it right just hover over me and treat me like shit please <laughs> tell you one week that you can do this thing and then the next week tell you that he never said that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. and then and then the other owner comes in and is like, oh, don't mind him. It's cool. Like, you want to do a shot? You're like, man, I love <laughs> Right. <laughs> this <place> is great. <laughs> There's always the drunk owner that's like, yeah, come on. Let's oh, drink yeah. together. It's like, right. am I going to get yelled at by owner uh, number one? I had a friend uh, last week. I, I, it, was, it was actually, it might have been, been the night that I had to deal with that whole situation where I was like, hey, are you awake? They're like, yes. Are you sober? I'm about to not be sober, aren't I? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> You are gonna get a bottle of liquor, and you are gonna get a video chat with me. And they were like, "Yeah, like, we, we decided not to open. Like we, we could have opened and decided not to." And I went in there and did a check on stuff, and there was one of the owners 
just like sitting there drinking. And they were yep. like, I, I don't think they actually wanted to open because they were going to lose their happy place away from all, all their family. Like, oh, I can go here right now and just sit and drink on my own and not deal with anybody. <laughs> I just want to get out of the house. I just Everybody want to just be away. <laughs> I want to go where everyone knows my name, but just pretend like I'm not here right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like you, you're always going to end up with that owner where you're like, wait, what's going on here? I don't yeah. Yeah. And don't try to figure it out. Like, it's not worth it. <laughs> now, during your time that you were in quarantine, have you guys had anybody actually, like old regulars or anything, reach out to you and try and like communicate with you at all? I had a couple. I, 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 like, like, like four or five. Like, I, I have like a handful that. Honestly, it was, I, I, like most people that reached out to me were actually bartenders. Yeah, <laughs> like, people you work like, with. Yeah, like probably twenty different people, but like non-bartenders. I probably have like four or five, two or three, which surprised me. Uh, like you know, like reach out and just check on me and hold on, and you know, like that, that was that was nice. Like the quarantine, the one thing the quarantine taught me was like people I still hate because <laughs> it happens. People I, people I genuinely missed. And then, like, people you didn't realize you missed, but you're like, oh, they're actually good people. You just, you know, maybe you don't see them as often or something like that. Right. Right. So, yeah, I had a couple. It was, it was cool. That's really nice to have people kind of reach out to you and be like, hey, you know, just making sure you're okay. I had some people that were, you know, offering help just in general, like if you need food or if you need whatever. And I've been good, but I'm like, you know, it, it, is nice to have people contact you, let let you know that they miss you or that, you know, they valued that even if it's just a simple interaction every week, you know? Yeah. So that was really good. What about you, Emmy? Have you had people? I've got so many, I've got so many old regulars on my Facebook friends that it's like, I, I've moved on to different bars and I don't see them in bars anymore, but I keep up with them on Facebook and we'll comment on their sure. posts and stuff like that. And it's like, well, now we're just friends. You're not a regular just, yeah, you're just, just friends with me. Yeah, it's all exactly. good. Um, yeah, no, I've tons of people reaching out and just, hey, how you doing? How's it going? How are you? Like, everything okay? Everybody's kind of going through the same thing in a different way. So, you know, connecting with everybody. I've got so many different circles of friends from all my different crazy jobs that I work that <laughs> it's like, uh, it's weird when they all kind of intersect too. Somebody's like, wait, you work at bars? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, come see me at a bar sometimes. They know me from another industry and they're like, you're a totally different person behind the bar. I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> one of them is my job and the other one is my real life. <laughs> you try and guess which one is which. <laughs> right. I'm nice in both of them. I, I just, you know. My smile is 95% real. <laughs> 92. My, my attitude is also 95% real, so. <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of a bigger asshole as a bartender, I feel like. Well, you're the angry bartender. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like it's in your name. People should just expect it. Like, you're going to be angry. <clears throat> but I'm not in real life. <laughs> <laughs> 
most people can tell like when I'm just goofing around and being fun behind the bar, when I genuinely like them and when I really, really, really don't like them, you know, it's like, I go from zero, I go from zero to like switched on real quick. If I don't like somebody, I'm like, Oh, okay. You want to act? Oh, you want to act like this? Well, then I'll just go get security and get them to throw you out. Or maybe I'll come out from behind the bar, whatever it's going to take. But like, you know, you just fucked up dude, because I control whether you drink or not. And now you're not drinking anymore. Like, you're cut the fuck off. Yeah, I think I have really good at faking it because I'm like, man, you really don't realize how quickly I will cut you the fuck off and throw you the fuck out. Right? Yeah. Oh, immediately. Like, I have no problem cutting you off. Yeah. Yeah. I can do it if you look at me funny. So, you know, don't speak to me wrong. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm not trying to be that person. I'm not trying to just cut people off for no reason. I'm not no. trying to be irrational or anything. But if but you're all... being like disrespecting me and you yeah. think that you're coming in here and you're talking to me like that in my fucking house, no. Not we're always happen. the assholes, though. At the end of the day, they'll scream and yell at us as they're getting kicked out. Like, yeah. fuck you, you suck, you're a jerk. I had to kick a guy out for a Christmas party and he's like all suited up, three piece, got a cute girl on his arm. He thought he was the shit. And he's trying to like get drinks after the cutoff time. And it was drink tickets too. such an obnoxious way to get a party. But yeah, so he's trying to, you know, the guy's already had enough to drink. You can tell. I'm like, no, dude, you're good. You're not getting anything else. Like we're done. We're done serving everything. I'm breaking things down. At least wait till everyone's gone. He's (laughs) like, he's like, he's like, but okay, I'm going to get all these people out of here for you. And then, and I'm like, yeah, and then you can leave too. And so he gets everybody yeah. out. He's like, look what I did for you. I got all these people out. I was like, congratulations. Thank you very much. Now you got to leave too. And he's like, oh, you're a fucking asshole. And I'm like, no, dude, I told you 20 minutes ago, no more booze. That meant right. no more booze. I don't care. You know, Listen, you took it upon I'm yourself. not going to serve you. There's nothing you can say or do to make me serve you. Right. Like, unless I tell people all the time when they try and do that to me, I'm like, unless you're going to pay me a year's salary, as well yeah. as $2,500 for all the tickets I'm going to get. I'm not serving you anything. So if you want to give me $50,000 to serve you a drink right now, I will gladly take it and I'll walk right out of here afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But, I'll quit. <laughs> no and then they never do. You I, know? Think my, I think my normal number is like 60 grand. I'm like, if you want to give me 60 grand, I'll give you a drink. Yeah. I'm totally down. Like just give me like an average year's salary and an extra $2,500 and I will hand you a fucking shot right now. Well, you never know. It might work someday. <laughs> you know, I, well, you know what? That's the reason why I keep saying it. <laughs> be a really good day. I remember one day a guy was like, well, I'm going to dance with the Wagers. And I'm like, well, the Wagers doesn't want to dance with you. And he's like, I'll give her $900. And I'm like, hey, if he gives you $900, will you go dance with him? And I'm like, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, get her $900. He's like, run my credit card. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not what no, I do. No. I can run your credit card so you can fucking go cancel it or, or, or say that that wasn't correct tomorrow. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You want to be a big baller, big, big baller. You know, right. Don't come crying. Okay, but me. I've straight up seen people be like, okay, and oh, they yeah. do it. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, if you want to do that, <laughs> I will gladly take the money. I will watch my friend take the money. I'll take a cut for making this shit happen. You know, yeah, like, cash, oh, in, fine. <laughs> cash in hand, I'll dance with him. I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, Times are tough. If you need to cut me in like a pimp, I will negotiate the big deal with you. 
I worked at a strip club for like a month and that, that would happen to me all the time. Like people would literally try and like, Oh, I'll give you, you know, $500 if you like quit right now and sit with me. And I'm just like, $500 isn't enough. I'll quit yeah. right now. If you give me like $5,000. I'll quit. Cause I can find a job next week. That's fine. But I'll have $5,000, <laughs> yeah. you know, exactly. Now the problem is guys like that want something for their $5,000, you know, right. Like, you're not going to just be sitting with them. I did work somewhere where it like uh, at a strip club actually, but it was like this guy had like offered me money to go dance. And I was like, I'm not doing it. Like it's never yeah. going to happen. And uh, he went over to my boss and then apparently they worked out a deal that I was going to go dance. Like he was going to give him <laughs> money and I was going to go dance. And I was like, that's not really how this works. And yeah, it was like a pretty oh, I found situation it. having it to be like, <laughs> that's what so I was then, looking for. <laughs> so then they decided to be like, okay, well then you're going to do the hot seat, which is like, basically I'll sit in a chair and all the, the dancers that I worked with, all the entertainers would come up and dance on me for like, it's basically like a birthday thing. They were like, so no one's going to touch you. It's just the other girls you work with. And I was like, the point is though, who got that money? Who got that money that that guy gave you to make me go do that? You know what I mean? Like, I want my money. Right. That's my yeah, money. Yeah, pay me. Fuck you. Right. Pay me. He wasn't paying and you to go birthday? up there. He was paying me what's to go up there. What's this birthday thing? I don't understand the birthday concept. I've never been to a strip club on. <laughs> <laughs> me either, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I love strip clubs. I'm not going to lie. I love them. I love them. Who doesn't love strip clubs? So much. Who doesn't? I mean, the problem is they don't let guys bartend at them. I end up the parent at a strip club, so I just fucking despise going into them. (laughs) You got to take care of everybody. You can't do that. No, no. Listen, you know, she's not going to do that for that much money. You know what? You out because you're just walking around and all the rest being like, don't fall for it. Oh my god, no, like, it's just, I don't care about anyone else. It's like just my idiot friends. And I'm like, no, this isn't a good idea. Like, don't come up to me and I'll be like, no, hey, go to my idiot friends. Like, go to Drink Ninja. Drink Ninja will give you $400. It's going to be great. I'm going to be drunk at the bar. Oh, you uh, <laughs> they have like a two drink in one hour rule, and each beer is like. Ten fifty. <laughs> you have to spend like three hundred dollars in an hour in order to be allowed inside the strip club. Like <laughs> they won't even let me go into strip clubs around here. They're like, unless you're with a an s like a, a a gentleman escort. You know what I mean? Like I can't go in without a guy. Is basically what is happening. So that's fun having to like call my friends and be like, hey, I want to go to the strip club. Do you want to come with me? <laughs> I need you to get me in. <laughs> I got you. <clears throat> Just let me know when they open back up again. Well, I tell you what, angry bartender, uh, if you and Drink Ninja ever find your way into the Metro Detroit area, oh, we'll definitely go out to the strip club with you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to the strip club with you guys, but one rule. All right. I'm okay. not babysitting Drink Ninja. Drink Ninja is your problem. Okay. All right. I will totally we'll babysit Drink challenge. Ninja. We'll accept that challenge. Okay. We don't know what we're getting into, but we don't care. 
<laughs> we'll see you in a week. <laughs> yeah. All babies awesome. that you drink, Ninja. Oh, good luck. Oh, man. You need, yeah, good luck with that. It'll be great. <laughs> We're going to end up babysitting each other. Challenge accepted. Yeah, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. Well, listen, I, we cannot thank you enough, Angry Bartender, for being on this week and last week. We love you We've so had, much. We do. We've had so much fun with you. And listen, you've brought us a lot of new listeners, a lot of people yeah. that haven't seen our podcast before. We, we are super grateful for that. Everybody who's uh, jumping on board because of the Angry Bartender. Please go back and listen to some of our old episodes. We've got some funny stuff, and we've got more stuff on the way. And uh, Angry Bartender, you're welcome back anytime, obviously. For all our new (laughs) listeners, too, let me just also say, if you have an awesome, funny story, cool story, crazy story, whatever it is about your time inside of a bar, whether you work at one or not, send us an email at barsidetales at gmail.com, and we might read it live. And you guys can see how. <laughs> <laughs> yes, drink awesome. ninja, get it. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah, we got to do one more shot here. I think we've got enough yep. time for one more shot before. Yeah, one more shot. <clears throat> Shots up to everybody who's open. Who are to everybody who's trying to open back up, and uh, everybody, be safe out there. Have fun with your friends. Don't be idiots, please. Don't make the angry bartender more angry. He doesn't need it. All right? Be nice. <laughs> Here's to the kisses we've snatched and vice versa. Yes. <laughs> hey, we'll also take, like, you know, just interesting stories in general. If you're a valet or anything, I want to hear about your... Hell yeah, bouncers right in. Bouncers, all that. Shot yeah, girls. Have to have fucking stories. Bottle service girls, if you ever got, <laughs> Bottle like, service if girls. You, shot if you girls. ever... If you ever personally attacked by those little sparklers that they fucking sparkle <laughs> off and shit, burn your arm all the shit, we want to hear about that, man. Like, <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Angry. Hi, guys. I'm Lauren. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tales from the Bar Side. Tune in next week and make sure you check us out on Facebook at Tales from the Bar Side.